0: All right, guys, um, I'm going to read a passage or a a paragraph from a book I'm reading right now, but let me actually, let me set it up first. So I've always had a... a, uh, rage not a rage i've always been a little pissed off at 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 people who coin themselves intellectuals especially when they're in the education system simply because they don't actually produce anything Um, their job is secured by tenure Uh, that is they do it for long enough they basically uh, can't be messed around with Uh, doesn't matter how good they are at their job it's very subjective uh, they're not in the real world. Like um, one of the big ones is uh, these intellectuals. Um, how they look at inequality? They look at inequality as if it's static. Like the one percent is always the one percent. And the problem with that, with that, is um, a fewfold. One, one one issue is that it's not static. It, it changes. The you're in the one percent. I'll talk about this in a, in a second, but. Those 1% uh, of income earners or or in the wealth of America, as an example, they fluctuate a lot. Um, People spend very little time there and, and only a few, very select few, spend a lot of time there. So the second thing that really pisses me off is that they think they're concerned with uh, income inequality seems to be this intellectual, well, intellectual economist, intellectual social justice nonsense seems to be their their main focus and their solutions are always very bad. Their solutions are always to overregulate and to um, they're, like communism is is, is uh, a big a commonly held belief among intellectuals and universities, which is is incredible because 100 million people died because of communism. We've tried it. We've tried socialism. We've tried all this stuff and it just doesn't work. It really doesn't work. And when you actually look at the statistics, the more free a society is, the more upward mobility that they have, but also the more, de- more downward mobility that they have. Meaning that the, the just because you're in that 1%, doesn't mean you're going to stay there. If you have a lot of economic freedom to acquire wealth, it, it can it takes risk, and risk comes from both angles. To get there, it's risky. To stay there, it's risky. And that same risk that won you this this money or this prestige or whatever can also remove you from this top one percent. And so people hear that these intellectuals, they're in charge of. Uh, in a lot of ways, shaping the minds of of youth and so forth. And I dealt with it. I went to college for a few years. Um, I dealt with a lot of stupid, uh, close-minded, detached-from-society-type intellectuals who really didn't understand the statistics that they were going after, really didn't understand how things work in the real world, claimed to really care about inequality, yet had never had a beer with those who they they seem to care about or they claim to care about, they don't create jobs, so they're not actually improving the lives of other people. They don't, uh, on an on per income level, they don't give a lot to charity. Uh, more conservative minded people give more to charity on every income level. So these intellectuals have pissed me off for a while, just because I think they're they they have arrogance, they have. Um, envy toward people they think are stupider than them making more money than them they don't have any real world skills that that uh, help people in the real world and yet they're responsible and yet our society, the media we hang on their words as if they're truth and they're not always truth and this book um, by Nassim Taleb who's actually, I think he's a professor at NYU or was um, but he's actually had his money in the market. He's managed managed money. At only, I don't only. I can't remember if he's in a in a he- manager of a hedge fund or not. But he's actually been in the real world and done real things. So when you look at how intellectuals view in- inequality, and okay, let me flip this around. How does this pertain to you? Well, what we're going to go through right now is proof that it is. You can make it through your habits and uh, the risks you take and what you pursue. You can make it very likely that you get to this 1%. But what you've likely heard and what I've heard my entire life is that this this 1% is static. That the people that get there stay there. That's not true especially in in the more economic freedom that people have or that a country has the more movement there is to and fro that one percent meaning that you might spend time there um it's likely that you'll spend time there if you do certain things but these intellectuals want to make it because they don't understand that their lives aren't aren't dynamic meaning they get tenure they stay there but real life is dynamic Things are coming and going, and and we can make money and lose money. And and if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to know that. Uh, But they don't understand this because they're not in the real world. But yet, they write many of the books that shape how we make policy in our society. And it's just, it's enraging because they don't understand the statistics, they don't understand the real world, and their solutions are constantly creating more destruction all over the world than doing any good couple examples is venezuela obviously socialist country more communist now the more regulation you have in a society the more power you give the government the national government the more you centralize government the greater the concentration of wealth is going to be with a few people they're going to hold the majority of wealth within a country and a lot of people will point to um scandinavian countries uh, as socialist countries that work well if you look at their history um Economic freedom got them to where they are, uh, as, as far as prosperity is concerned. Uh, they actually maintained economic freedom in the market. They just um, taxed the individual more, and we're starting to see a decline that's happening from this, uh, this, these somewhat socialist policies, especially with their uh, odd view of immigration and. And and so forth. So if you look at things from a detached, broader scope, you can see how things actually are. So this this overregulation it 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 hurts the individual. It hurts the business owner. It hurts society. It gives more power to the political elite class. And yet these these uh, intellectuals. This is what they constantly push. And it's really it really pisses me off because. They get minds at a very young age, an impressionable age, and these people talk very intelligently. But when you look at their lives, a lot of the times they're an absolute mess. Very rarely do they live or or live what they preach, and very rarely do they have an actual grasp on how things work in the real world. So let's go to this book. Uh, Static inequality is a snapshot view of inequality. It does not reflect what will happen to you in the course of your life. Insanely important. This is about you. So when they pitch things as as the static 1% and we say, Ah, crap, that means I'm not going to get there. This 1% is static. This 1%... They are who they are, they meet every year, they make it more difficult for us to to climb up the ladder. That's not true. The people meeting every year making it more difficult are the career politicians and these intellectuals that are in the same group. They don't have real skin in the game in the the real world at all. Back to the book. Consider that about 10% of Americans will spend at least a year in the top 1% and more than half of all Americans will spend a year in the top 10%. Incredible. This is visibly not the same for the more static, but nominally more equal, Europe. For instance, only 10% of the wealthiest 500 American people or dynasties were so 30 years ago. Insane stat. More than 60% on the French list are heirs And a third of the richest Europeans were the richest centuries ago. In Florence, it was just revealed that things are even worse. The same handful of families have kept the wealth for five centuries. My goodness. So you're looking at a society that's less regulated versus a society that's more regulated. You're looking at... This myth that the the one that by creating this equality, which is never should never be a goal, we should want inequality. We should want the best people to win because merit is what means the most. And if the best people are able to do the best things, then it's going to create more jobs. And then the guy that isn't the best, uh, but can do work well and can do a good job, is conscientious, is hardworking, will get a job. Um, we're seeing it in the American economy where they're they're deregulating and there's more jobs than people now um, so what you see is these intellectuals pitch that this this one percent is static it's not it's dynamic people are coming and uh, coming and going from it the the more than half of all Americans will spend a year in the top ten percent is incredible that's an incredible statistic uh, it, then to create economic real economic um equality of opportunity you don't just need to bring the bottom up you need to bring the top down there has to be movement from every which way and the more regulation you have the more rules you have in a society the more these one percent stay where they are because it's it's um driven into the system it's hammered into the uh, relationship between the dynasty and, and politicians and often they're the same. Uh, so this book is a great book. It's called uh, Skin in the Game and it's by Nassim Taleb. And that point, that little reading was I think was very important because I, I I didn't understand I didn't fully understand why the these intellectuals pissed me off. I, I got that they just they don't really play a part in society. They claim to want to help inequality, but they their theories end up producing more of it. they They give more power to a certain class of, of <coughs> excuse me, a certain political class. And they're just arrogant and they have their nose up at people that they think are stupid, that more stupid than them, but make more money than them. I, I understood that, but I, I didn't understand the, the flaw in how they thought. I knew that, like, I've seen people start um, in the bottom 20, 25% and move to the top 1%. I've seen a lot of them, actually. I've seen people in the top 1% and move to uh, the bottom 15%. Ten percent. So, I knew that this was how it was, but when you pitch the lie that the the classes are set, the structure is set, when it isn't, especially in North America, especially in more free economic places, Switzerland, another one, Hong Kong, another one. Uh, the more movement you have, and the more the more skills. And work ethic and discipline and things like that become valuable and, um, effective. So if you're in North America, if you're in uh, Switzerland, if you're in one of these countries that has, has economic freedom, um, especially on the business level, if you, you, your skills really do matter. Your discipline really does matter. um, and the takeaway from this is is we got to be more discerning about who we listen to for advice about policy for advice about how things should be done most people want to keep their own power so look at venice look at france a lot of the policies made in those In Venice, which is a a city, and in France, which is obviously a country, a lot of the policies made in those places are made to keep the power and the money where they are. Um, And in in North America, especially America, it was structured to have uh, the individual have as much power as possible over his present and future. So that's just a little... Tidbit from a book I'm reading—a very good book called *Skin in the Game*. Uh, Definitely pick it up. And if you truly do believe that skills matter and that discipline matters, and that work will get you somewhere, pick up my audiobook *The Lost Art of Discipline* at thelostartofdiscipline.com. It's uh, real cheap—two ninety-five. But it's a—I've heard great things so far, so I want to get that in as many hands as possible. So. Uh, Head to the lostartofdiscipline.com, pick up Nassim Taleb's book as well, and and just keep working, man, keep working. These statistics are kind of proof that uh, work yields real results, especially when you're in an economically free country. All right, get after it.